Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's he listening to? Same song over and over. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh, uh. We got Bow Wow in the house. My man Lil Zane. Uh, Lil Wayne. Sammy Saint took me. Strike two. Caught you by surprise. Strike two. Right before your eyes. Bitch uh, three. This one's to the wall. Uh, Ain't no fun uh, like a game of What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special opening day, opening weekend edition of Believe in College Baseball. As always, we are your hosts, Orlando Razo and Alan Stiles. If this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. Depending on where you're listening to us, you can find us anywhere you find good podcasts and or great podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Luminary, and if you like us a lot, subscribe and give us a great rating. If you think we could do better, give us a decent rating. Um, on this episode, like I mentioned, we're going to break down some of the highlighted opening games that we see coming for opening day, opening weekend for college baseball. Um, talk a little bit about who we think are the obviously the some of the front runners for the Golden Spikes Award, but who our early picks are. And then we'll end by telling some, uh, some good old stories from our playing days of some of our memorable opening days. So Orlando, you know, you're going to drive this one. Let's, let's, you know, you're the one, you're going to be on the ground out there. So take us through what you're looking for. Um, who you're going to see, who you're excited to see. Then I'll kind of close it out with just a couple of the matchups I think people should keep their eye on, um, and we'll go from there. Thank you, Alan. Uh, I, yeah, that is true. I will be our eyes and ears on the ground. I'll be our ground correspondent this weekend. Not going to be able to get to all the games um, because that's just pretty much impossible. Uh, but I got a, a ton of games highlighted and a ton of games that I'll be attending this weekend. There's about 60 tournaments going on in Arizona, and I'm going to try and hit all of them. I know <laughs> not many people are going to, uh, but this guy will. This guy will put his uh, his gas paycheck on the line there you uh, go. to try and hit every game. Mm-hmm. First matchup, however, I will not be attending that I really love. This is just like a childhood matchup that I've always liked watching uh, two teams. The only time we really talked about Fullerton is just their ownage of Stanford in the regional, super regional. Um, But Cal State Fullerton at Stanford, it's, they, they open up with each other every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a life, lifetime home and home. Right. We'll say. Right. They're just, you can't have one without the other, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, 
one of the best I don't even know if it's a rivalry I guess you could call it a rivalry but it's two like super contrasting styles in terms of Stanford's always got just the big you know big muscular dudes that get 4.5s and then right. Fullerton's got the second baseman that's 56 from right Davis. right yeah uh, that will put together, you know, a 15 pitch at bat three times a game. Right. Um, so I always love watching those contrasting styles. Uh, both yeah. teams are going to play really good defense. They're going to pitch. Uh, the opening Friday night score is probably going to be like something like two to one, one right. to nothing. As a pitcher, you love that, you know. It's a quick game um, too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yep, we love the we love the one nothing two O's. Um, so expect a pitcher's duel on Friday. I don't know too much about their uh, the Fullerton Saturday and Sunday guys, um, but just expect a good series. Other game that I will not be attending before I get to the ones I will be attending is okay. my Miami Hurricanes. Of course. Up at the Corp. Surprise, surprise. They're at the Corp, and they're playing noted doormat Rutgers. Okay. You know. Um, no disrespect to Greg Schiano and Rutgers, uh, but I, I don't see it this year for them. I just right. don't. That's my bold prediction. Have, have you ever seen it? This, um, it, it I, I don't. Honestly, I. This is just going to turn into us, fashion the Scarlet Knights. No, no, not at all. Look, they're having actually a pretty good college basketball season, so it's not all looking down for them. They have those funny, uh, like metallic silver helmets that's the only time that's the only thing i i remember about Rutgers is every year at some point they're on national tv wearing those dumbass helmets and that's all i can think about them really it's just kind of a weird uh, like a universe it's a weird university just something they can never be good i don't think right they bug you they bug you they really do uh so miami is just gonna run a train right through them and, okay uh, wait I, I have a question before you head into the games you're attending, because I, I want to get your take on this. Going back to Fullerton and Stanford, how many, because it's interesting because Fullerton is a, I mean, you could call them a baseball powerhouse, right? Oh, Stanford yeah. is just Stanford. They're pretty good at everything. They don't typically win the national titles, but they're always really good at most sports. My question is, when they play each other, how many guys on Fullerton do you think were also recruited by Stanford? Um, I'm going to go with Bagel to maybe one. And that one was definitely a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, big, big pitcher. Right, right. Because I think that's a funny – and we could do this with a lot of – I don't want to say underdogs, but, um, you know, the, these types of matchups where it's interesting because, like we talked about, Fullerton always destroys Stanford when it matters. But at the end of the day, on paper, you know, you say you went to Stanford, you say you went to Fullerton, two completely different things. But I think that kind of lends to the rivalry-ishness of it, that when Fullerton gets in there, they're like, you guys didn't hit up any of us. You know what I mean? Sure, they're from SoCal or you know, uh, not NorCal, but you guys didn't hit up any of us. We're going to show you, we're going to show these pretty boys for lack of a better term that we can, we can ball too, even though 
you know, we weren't the top recruits. And I think that's the kind of the underlying wrinkle. They really have nothing else in common other than you're good at a lot of things. We're really only good at one thing and we're going to make sure we don't lose to you at that one thing. I completely agree. Fullerton almost has like a little man syndrome. As Pretty much. Yeah. Where they just like think that like, it's just a fuck everyone mentality. And I, right. I love it. Like right. they were always my favorite team to watch when we would play, when I was actually playing just because of the way they played the game and they never had anyone that was hitting over like 280, 290. Right. But their lineup was so fucking hard to pitch to because they would just wear you out by the sixth mm-hmm. inning. You're at 105 pitches, 110 pitches, and it's not, you know, easy pitches that you can just coast through. And it, they're, they're not low stress pitches. Right. It's high stress every inning. They're putting pressure on you. And it's uh, and like they have one guy that's over six foot in their lineup. Right. And granted, right. their pitching is always money. Yeah, yeah. But their hitters, they're just manufacturing runs. And then if they don't get the bunt down, you get to go look into their dugout and see Coach Vanderhook rip them a new one. It's exactly. Yeah, it, it's fun to see. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because they do have. They're like a little wrestler that like yeah, gets bullied. Right. And then people don't realize it. And then the wrestler just slams the guy to the ground. Exactly. Exactly. In the blink of an eye. Yeah. But no, I had to, I wanted to bring that up just because it is that interesting wrinkle where, you know, that's kind of how they feel, but there's one thing they can hang their hat on baseball. And they're like, you know, we might not win it all this year, but we're definitely going to strive to be the best on the West coast. And it would be the same thing. It's the same thing when they play UCLA, but you know, they just, I feel like they just match up with Stanford so often. They just really take pride in just giving it to them. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think they do as well. Uh, All right, where were we? We are now to the games that I will be attending. So like I said, there are a ton of tournaments in Arizona this weekend. Most notably the MLB. By the way, that's another thing I have a gripe with. The names of these tournaments – stink like okay the invitational this one is called the mlb4 tournament so it's four teams four teams yeah no i mean incredible uh incredible thinking by mlb did the mlb put it on Uh, i believe so so it's at one of the spring training uh facilities oh okay i mean sure sure if that's the best you can do mlb they're too busy making new uh new crazy playoff rules they don't have time to uh think of cool invitation names yeah no i mean all more power to them but it's yukon vanderbilt michigan and cal poly so a good mix of everything you know you got right. your powerhouse vandy and michigan you got a little west coast and then a little east coast and yukon michigan's opening up with vandy 5 p.m on friday that's going to be a packed house Right. There's going to be a ton of sc- – I hope – I assume Kumar's pitching. If Kumar's not throwing on Fridays, Vanderbilt's going to win the whole fucking thing again. Right, right, right. That would be nuts. He's like there like, – comes out. He's like, yeah, you know, we really like him on midweeks. Yeah, he's, he's more of a Tuesday guy. Maybe he's going to close if we need right. him on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be a great game. Michigan-Vandy Friday, I'll be there. 
Um, and then throughout the whole weekend, uh, there's games all day in that tournament. The second tournament, I'll be, I'll probably go out, try and get out there one day, uh, just because I want to see Oregon State play. Their new coach was my manager uh, for one series in the minor leagues. Um, so big fan, big fan of Mitch Canham, shout out. Um, but it's Oregon State, Gonzaga, New Mexico, and BYU. Hmm. Interesting. Thoughts on that field? Yeah. Isn't BYU always, like, decent, I feel? Yeah, because they have guys that are 35. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be – that's that. yeah, that is a cool mix. That is a cool mix for that one. Um, yeah, I kind of like it, too. New Mexico always bangs the ball around. Gonzaga is always pretty decent. Right. Right. Gonzaga is one of those teams that is usually in the mix in the WCC. I feel like it's either them, BYU, or, or uh, oh, well, I guess there's Pepperdine, USC. That, that is a, a, a yeah, that's a, like a shady good conference that if you don't live out here, you probably don't know that because only one team is able to, you know, kind of go the furthest. But that's a pretty good conference. Yeah. St. Mary's. Gonzaga, Pepperdine. Yeah, it's good. Uh, New Mexico, I always like them, too. They can always swing it. Um, right. I feel bad for pitchers that go there. Is it what? Is it a band box? I believe it, like, that a normal score there is probably, like, 13 to 9 or something like that. Gee. So it's like the, um, it's like the Coors Field of college. Yeah, yeah, that like Air Force, those schools out there. Like, I don't. Do you consider that the Midwest or the Southwest? I don't really. I'm not like I love geography, but anywhere pre Middle America, I'm gonna say right, like right, Rocky right. Mountain area. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you're gonna face some hitters parks there, but I like that field a lot. Um, like as in the, the tournament field. I, mm -hmm. I like uh, the mix of teams in that one. So I'm going to try and get out there one game. This other tournament, this is the third tournament now, within about like a 35, 30, probably 30-mile 30 radius. Uh, another terrible name, the Tempe College Classic. Um, it's a little bit better than MLB4. It is better. It's better, but. I mean, it's just they just threw together a bunch of, uh, a, a bunch of buzzwords for a tournament, like the classic. Right. Um, what is classic about it? Well, USD, Oregon, Minnesota, and Pepperdine are in this one. Oregon, Pepperdine. Not bad. No, that's pretty good. That's a good. I mean, <coughs> has to be able to hit this year. They haven't shown they can hit at all in the last three or so years. Right. Um, Minnesota has a guy that's – he's one of my favorite players to watch uh, in college baseball, Max Meyer. Um, okay. He was on the USA national team last summer, uh, but he's a two-way guy. I don't know if he's still going to play a position, but he throws cheese and has a nasty slider, um, and he's – a Big-time competitor. So I really like watching him. Minnesota, they gave Oregon State a run for their money. The yeah. Oregon State won the whole thing. And this guy was a freshman. I remember watching him. I was like, this guy's fucking little, Got but it. he's really good. So, so, yeah, so Minnesota, 
like we talked about for uh, the Big Ten, another team, like the Big Ten, they just got teams that hang around. But it's not surprising because they're also – this is what I've always wondered. I think we talked about it on, the I think, the first episode. All these teams that not necessarily – they're good at football, like really good, but you know, they have that big football fan base, which recruits like, you know, they like that. So it's not surprising to me that they all are just competitive to, to, to say the least. And then every couple of years, one of them makes like a, a, a run for a couple seasons, you know, and Minnesota fits that category just like everybody else, which is again, why I said in that, in the last episode or one of the last episodes, why I cannot understand. I don't know if they're better now, but why Penn state just can't figure it out, but that's neither here nor there. Penn state's got a lot of problems, man. Yeah. Problems. The baseball team is probably right at the bottom of that list. Yeah, no, they are, they are low on the totem pole. Yeah. Yeah. Priorities. Right. Um, USD, another WCC school. I always like them. They are, some good players. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, KB. Um, they got a really nice stadium. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine. It's it got re, it got renovated probably like five years ago, and it's it's beautiful. Um, that's about all I know about USD. Uh, other than they're competitive, Pepperdine. So the WCC really made it a point this year to make it to Arizona. Yeah, um, they're all on the same plane. Yeah, going. no doubt. They all just decided to meet up with each other. Um, another interesting matchup for Saturday night is Michigan is taking a break from the MLB4 tournament, and they're going to play ASU on Saturday night. Michigan's getting after it. Yeah, they're going to play like eight games this weekend. Uh, Jeez. But they, this is what they do because the weather is so shitty. Right. Uh, they have to go make this trip. I remember we played uh, Michigan one year, and they were on like a two-week trip because they, they can't play at home. Right, right. Damn, so, that sucks. Uh, they're getting after it. Right, right. It's like for when you look at recruiting, it's like, hey, this can happen sometimes. But the good thing is you get to go to all these West Coast, you know, West Coast schools and play them too. So, you know, it's less time in class. Right, or Florida. I think that's how they recruited really well out of California. They're just like, look, we make this trip every right. year. Your family can come see a play. For exactly. Something yeah. Something like that. Um, so that's going to be a good matchup, ASU versus Michigan. We'll see if ASU can pitch, but I always just like watching them because they swing it. Uh, we'll talk right. a little bit more about their lineup later when we make our Golden Spikes picks. Um Another last interesting matchup in Arizona this weekend. I mean, just fucking ton of good baseball. I'm fired up. Uh, Oklahoma State at Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon okay. has a pretty good facility. They always have a really good program. They right. finish uh, – I mean, they're in the whack, which is – I mean, are they butthole uh, of – Yeah. Are they one of those teams that – recently became division one or am i getting them confused with someone else yeah yeah they did i i mean it was i i think it was probably about 
five years ago. I could right, 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 five or six years ago. But when I was when we were playing them, they still weren't eligible, but they were like they were shitting on all the whack. Right. Uh, but they couldn't go to the postseason. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll be like, they're all, these are a lot of opportunities for some teams to show that they're starting right. You know, they're starting right from where they left off and a couple teams to, you know, start the season off on, on a surprising foot. And, you know, everybody in each other's locker rooms believes that they can compete with the best. And a lot of these teams um, are going to get that opportunity. Oh yeah. Uh, opening weekend. I don't, uh, the main thing I'm looking for is kind of, you can say I'm biased, but I'm looking for pitching because right. an offense is going to be completely different by the end of the season. True. True. You're getting ABs, all that stuff. Pitching always stays. I'm just looking for good baseball. Like I'm not really evaluating teams. Like if let's say I go see Oregon state, get shit on by Gonzaga. I'm not going to come on next week and be like, well, Oregon state just sucks this year. This is right. Right. No, I'm not going to, I'm not looking for any of that stuff. I just want to see good baseball. I'm just excited to see baseball again. Mm-hmm. Um, but those, those are all the teams that are going to be playing in Arizona this weekend. I'm going to try and make it to as many games as I can. If you're at these games and you listen to the show, I hope that's a likely thing. Probably not, but I'm an optimistic person. Uh, come say hi to me. So, uh, and tell me what I could do better on the show, how we could improve. There you go. There you go. Well, thanks, Orlando, for breaking that down. Um, yeah, on the TV front, I really wanted to, um, to basically try to find which games ahead of time, which games are going to be played. Didn't get a chance to do that, so I'm going to be – doing that kind of as the week gets closer to the weekend and I'm going to see which games A are playing and B that I have um, to watch. So I know kind of going into this, I'm assuming uh, barring not a, um, a basketball game playing, but going into my list of a couple schools or games just to kind of keep note of. And like I said, they have their own network and I think, because it's just like so connected to ESPN, most people have it. Texas is going to be at Rice. Um, and this is going to be an interesting one. We talked about how Rice, uh, you know, in our younger years was more of a staple when it came to college baseball. And as of late, I, you know, we looked up their record last year um, in the last episode. It wasn't great. Um, we, don't, we don't really know. Uh, you know, where they're at. Texas is also a team that, like we talked about, you know, starting to kind of get forgotten about a little bit. It's all about Texas Tech. It's all about, um, like you said, Oklahoma State. There's these Big 12, Oklahoma, you know, a lot of these Big 12 schools are starting to try to make, and, you know, don't forget, you know, uh, TCU, they're starting to make you try to forget about Texas. And this is, you know, this is really, their first opportunity to say, hey, don't forget about me, even if it's against a team like Rice. So they both have something on the line. Rice trying to get back on track to where they were. Texas basically trying to do the same thing. So that was the first one I had. That was bragging rights for the state right? of Texas. That's bragging also true. State of Texas. And that's always funny to me because 
Texas is so damn big. It's like, how many games are for bragging rights? You know, it's like every team is playing each other. Um, I actually, Orlando corrected me on this because I said Houston Baptist at Texas Tech. I originally had that. Turns out I was thinking of Dallas Baptist, and um, we figured out that Houston Baptist exists. So that was a plus uh, in itself. But again, Texas Tech, uh, they need to come out and, you know, pick up from where they left off, and this should be a good opportunity to do it. Another game that seemed intriguing to me, uh, Indiana at LSU. Now, we know LSU, they're, you know, them at home is tough, right? Is this, like, is this in the box? It's It said at LSU, so, oh, I'm, so it's I, all I, like I don't think it was – yeah, I don't think it was an invitational. Um or a classic, or a oh, yeah, or or four, five, or six MLB, yeah. MILB seven. Just I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Indiana was a team. Uh, wait, hold on. Another Big Ten team that had a decent year last year, uh, going into LSU, and they really have nothing to lose. They don't, and that is scary for certain teams. Um, LSU is used to it. Uh, they're riding a high from the national championship. Joe Burrow might throw out the first pitch. Who knows? Um, but both of these teams, again, um, are looking to kind of prove themselves and keep it going on the right foot. I'm sure LSU wants to bring home a national championship of their own this season. Um, and Indiana wants to kind of build on their good season last year. And last but not least, another interesting matchup, Louisville at Ole Miss. Now, we looked it up. Orlando, keep me honest, Ole Miss was not ranked. Not according to D1 Baseball. They may have been in the 47 other polls that come out. Right. Now, if you listen to what uh, we said on last – or what Orlando said on last week's episode, all of our sleeper teams are teams in the SEC that were not ranked. So, because we know they just always hang around. Now, they're playing Louisville, and this is just the first game of the season. But Louisville at Ole Miss, don't sleep on that being a randomly good matchup. Because, uh, again, it's one of those situations where Louisville is pretty good at everything. Um, ever since, uh, you know, they're not as good as you – know, no Lamar Jackson haven't been as good at, at football as they were. But um, basketball – they're back, I think. They're back enough. And baseball is one of their sports, too. Ole Miss is just SEC. So you know they're going to get decent recruits. Um, could be a blowout either way, to be honest. You never know. Could be a close game. But obviously look for Louisville to kind of come out guns blazing because um, they're used to this. But those are some of the games that you should definitely keep an eye out for um, that I would be the most – If one of these games between Indiana at LSU, Louisville at Ole Miss might be on SEC Network, I don't have SEC Network. Um, And it also, the Louisville one could be on uh, ACC Network too. I forgot about the ACC Network as well. So there's a lot of good baseball. And as long, I feel like they try to get baseball out as long as they don't um, overlap with any basketball games. So I think this is a good time. Uh, to kind of check it out because a lot of those big games for basketball are going to be on your ESPNs and your CBSs. So if you still got cable like me, 
fire up the guide um, like it's 2008 and see what is out there. But that's all I had. That's all I had for, for those games, Orlando. I like uh, – I also love Ole Miss's home field, what they do when they hit a home run, when they just toss the beer up in the air. That's the, I think that's the best. Oh, I didn't even – what is that? So they – every home home run, so every time an Ole Miss player hits a home run, right? the entire bleachers just – so I've heard that – I had a friend that went to Ole Miss, and she said that baseball games are like the biggest thing there. Like really? that's what they that's what they tailgate for. So in the bleachers, and they have bleachers, and then they have a full like tailgating area behind the bleachers. Mm-hmm. So after every Ole Miss home run, they're just tossing beers up. Like it, it's like a big beer shower. Uh, Where do the beers go? It is. Uh, on the ground uh, with Mother Earth. Wow. But, I mean, everyone loves a beer shower in the right yeah, atmosphere. No. Everyone Got it. So loves. they have cups and they just throw it in the air. They just yeah, exactly. throw the, just the beer in the beer air. Everywhere. Beer Got everywhere. Beer everywhere. It's that's kind of – that's actually really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. So I think just that alone might strike fear into Louisville, um, especially if a little bit – let's say there's a first inning home run and then a little bit of beer – gets sprinkled on the Louisville left fielder, one of the outfielders. I think that could be a definite advantage because he's going to think twice about, you know, a ball over his head. Hey, I may get drenched this time in beer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's a big home field advantage. I think Louisville might be a little intimidated about that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously a lot of, a lot of good games this weekend. Had to highlight a couple for you. Um, so, you know, stay tuned the whole time because it's going to be action-packed, that's for sure. Okay, now we're going to get into some, uh, you know, predictions on the Golden Spikes, who we think could take it home. Orlando, give us your first. And obviously, we're going to do this a couple times throughout the season. This is very early uh, Orlando, give us who who you got. So I'm going to go with kind of <coughs> – it's kind of a no-brainer choice for me, to be honest. Um, Spencer Torkelson from ASU. He is one of the best hitters I've seen at this age ever. And, like, he was like that as a freshman too. The way he goes the opposite way, the way he turns his hands inside – um, he just has complete control and he's so damn strong right. that he can't like no fastball can really get by him on the inside corner. Cause he keeps his hands low. Usually when a guy has low hands, that was a tell all sign. Okay. Go up and in with him. Right. Uh, gonna because he's going to, he's going to have trouble getting, you know, mm-hmm. getting to the baseball. They try and do that a lot with him and he just turns on it and hits it over the fence. Um, so I just – I love watching this guy go to work, and I think that he is going to have another monster year. He didn't – who won the Golden Spikes last year? Adley. Adley? Okay, that's yeah. understandable. He He's absurd. Um, and that's Adley but, Rushman, for those who don't know, from Oregon State? Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. he was there. I believe he was there. Um, two sports star, by the way, Adley Rutschman. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, back to, back to Torkelson. He just, 
he's got the best swing. He's got the best hands. Plays in a pretty favorable park, too. ASU's not exactly um, fucking AT&T Park. So I, I think I think he's going to have a monster year, and he'll probably be the first position player taken. Right. Um, so that's my prediction. Obviously, things could change. We'll talk about it more. Um, love to hear what you have to say. I was just checking something. Before I get into my pick, I have a question for you. Um, how do you feel about in 2010, which seems like it seems like it seems like it should be a lot far, further a long time ago, but in 2010, Bryce Harper won the Golden Spikes. Bryce Harper went straight to a junior college to, to get drafted the next year. I believe. I'm not sure why he didn't go out of high school. I can't remember. Because he but, was a junior in high school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was that's like, right. Yeah, he was like 17 when he won the Golden Spikes. So do you think that that led into it? I guess my point is it says that at the time, um, yeah, it was Alex Fernandez in 1990, then Bryce Harper in 2010. And it, it's just interesting to me because I did both and I couldn't, if his name isn't Bryce Harper, does he win it? With those stats that he was putting up? Sure. I'm pretty sure the stats that he put up were like fucking absurd. Right. I don't know. Couldn't pinpoint it exactly what, what his stats were. Yeah. Probably not. You see what I'm getting at? Because it's just, you look at all these guys right now that are facing, like, someone that went through the gauntlet of SEC, regardless of how old they are, or pitched in the gauntlet of SEC, regardless of how old they are. And can you really, can, can you, re, can you really say for certain that Bryce Harper was the best college player that year? I mean, I think if he would have played – in division one like it didn't matter what division he was gonna right. play in. he probably would have been the best player okay all right i'm just checking i i'm just checking. i think i i don't know i yeah right I, we'll it, go it, with, yeah. no it, and for Sorry. and and for those of you that are um you know kind of getting into college baseball and maybe aren't the uh you know the biggest uh followers yet Essentially, the Golden Spikes is the Heisman of college baseball. So this is the equivalent of a quarterback at a junior college winning the Heisman, essentially. That's fair. You know, and let alone the other divisions out there, Division One, Two, or Division Two, Three, all the other ones. I just think it's interesting. You know, and I would love to find who, like, came in, I don't, like, second in voting. Because you know it's probably someone from a Division One, And then and just seeing if they care or if they don't care because, like, well, I lost, but I lost to Bryce Harper. You know, I think that would be very interesting. And now I have homework for this next episode to find out who came runner-up to Bryce Harper um, in the 2010 Golden Spikes Reading.
No, that's a valid point. I just, I don't know. I think, yeah, they probably did have, he was going to be, if he had a good year, he was going to be a Golden Spikes finalist regardless just because yeah, good yeah. publicity for. Right. No, I get it. Like I said, I played the kid. I, I played him twice. And, and, but besides that, all I saw were, you know, highlights, you know, there wasn't really a lot of game film, but like him being the first pick in the draft, we've already talked about this. It's all about ceiling. There is no question he had the highest ceiling, right? I'm asking about Golden Spikes college player. Um, so I, yeah, that just, I just kind of thought about that because I remember when he won it that year and that was actually 2010. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 2010, I think I might have been in junior college too because he played up. And I think everybody was just kind of like, really? really okay um you know and it would be interesting to see whenever that happens again you know it, what the circumstance would be it'd have to be the next bryce harper essentially it, it would be the next bryce harper yeah um but, yeah that's yeah um but anyway getting back to my pick my pick would be uh kumar rocker i'm taking the easy way out you know uh like we said, yeah, exactly. Like I said, what is he going into his sophomore season, you know, after crazy season as a freshman and um, the sky's the limit with this kid, like you said, would be re- very surprised if he's not the Friday guy. You, you could really plug him in anywhere. Um, he's just a big dominant figure on the mound. And I just think that he's going to pick up from where he left off. I've said that like three times in this episode, but I think he's going to, do that and again pitching in the sec um and if he puts up the numbers that a lot of people think he's going to put up um that sets him up to win and it sets him up for a very interesting situation if he wins as a sophomore because then he would have to come back as a junior and you know i guess kind of defend it another thing we have to look up how many people went back to back so yeah that'll be interesting but that's my pick um, for the Golden I've Spikes. I've never heard of someone going back-to-back Golden Spikes. Because I think most of the time, it's a, it's someone that's draft eligible. Right, right. Um, and in Bryce's case, he was draft eligible too. Has, who's, has anyone won two Heismans? Didn't Tebow? Tebow won two Heismans? Maybe. I, I might be getting confused with two. Yeah, two. yeah, I might be getting confused with two Natties. I don't know. I know he was there. I'm pretty sure he was there twice. Yeah. No, plenty of people have been nominated twice. I would just like to know who's – yeah, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves making Kumar the back-to-back Golden Spikes winner. Right, right. But uh, And he hasn't thrown a pitch this season. But that's what – we're here for – it's bold prediction week for opening week. We're not here, you know, to to give these – haphazard takes we're going all in you're going to figure it out you know mm-hmm. we'll figure out whether we were wrong or right we're making our 2021 uh exactly spikes predictions here exactly exactly um okay so i think to close out the show we wanted to give you know not necessarily funny stories just any memorable stories we had from opening day opening weekend uh orlando i've been talking for a bit here why don't you take take us through one or two memories that you have from opening day at any level 
So my favorite open, I mean, we've been through a lot of opening days. Opening day for kindergarten, opening day for Little League, opening day for, you know, just about anything. Um, My most memorable opening day was probably sophomore year of college. We opened up against Texas State. And this is a, a, a funny, bad memory, but it's also good. So it's funny, bad, good. Okay. Uh, funny, bad, good. And it's good because we kicked the shit out of Texas State. Just beat their ass on their home field. Right. Uh, San Marcos, Texas, kind of in between Austin and San Antonio. So we flew into San Antonio. But we went to this diner that they, like, recommended, they sent us to. Uh, it's a place called Luby's. And I believe it was on – that was on Saturday we went there. So Saturday before a game, as a team, we went to breakfast. So Sunday morning, our backup catcher gets very, very sick. And he can't even – we didn't even have a bus. I, I don't know if we couldn't afford one. We weren't provided one. We just had a few vans that the coaches were driving. So keep this in mind for later. Right. So our backup catcher can't even get out of the van because he's just – he's throwing up. Guy's just fucking miserable. Uh, And so pretty soon someone else starts feeling bad. And then someone else during the game – all right, this is our, like, starting left fielder. All right, you can't play, you're out. Oh, god. Pretty soon there's five or six guys that are not feeling hot at all and have to go in, go sit in the vans during the game. Wow. After the game, we're on our way to the airport. We're all just cluster-fucked with these sick, sick food poisoning guys right. that are, like – minutes away from throwing up on us pretty soon it's half the team like half the team is throwing up having explosive diarrhea at the airport oh my gosh (laughs) and i mean dude it was out of a movie like we were getting off the flight to our connecting flight in phoenix and or and as we were getting back on to like board our flight to Sacramento, one of our guys, I just see him hold his stomach and run back into the airport and just like he pukes in a trash can at the terminal. Like you can hear on the plane, people like heaving into their puke bags. Like on the plane, on the plane, the normal people are mortified. They're like, we're getting the bla- the black plague, like right, right. Get the black plague, and, and I'm sure you guys are decked out in all like it says your your team name everywhere. They're like, oh heck no. Oh, that's a good thing. We couldn't couldn't afford to get uh, like polo shirts, so we just had to wear polo shirts. No one knew who we are. We could oh, okay, we were okay. Fucking Fullerton for all we know. There you go. Uh, but dude, I've never seen anything like it. Like you would look up and half the plane is just puking in their bags. Jeez. It was, it was out of a movie. It was hilarious after because number one, my shout out to my immune system. They didn't get sick. Nothing. I was worried. I was like placeboing 
I don't even know if that's the right word, but I thought I was getting sick, even though I was fine. It was so it was all fucked up. But Jeez. most memorable story is just half the team getting food poisoning at a local diner in San Marcos, Texas, after we beat the shit out of Texas State. Right. And half the team pukes. Wow. Well, I definitely should have gone first because that is a much better story <laughs> than mine. Um, yeah, my, the only thing I could think of for memorable stories, and I'm a couple years older than you, so a couple years uh, further removed from everything, so it's hard to remember, you know, that your memory is the first thing to go. Um, but selfishly, uh, we opened up, this is my junior year at Temple, we opened up at Old Dominion. And like I said, it, it's, you know, it's an opening weekend, not necessarily opening day. And I um, didn't start, didn't start the first game. I don't think I started the second game. And meanwhile, like ODU was always one of those random schools where we didn't know how good they were because they're in like the CAA or something like that. But they always just came out to play against us and had like ballers. And obviously Justin Verlander went there gave a bunch of money. So the facilities are ridiculous at the time. Uh, I don't want to get it confused. I believe his brother played the field. Ben Verlander played the field at that time. And then he ended up becoming a pitcher when he got drafted or vice versa. Either way, he was balling. The balls are flying out everywhere. They got like their silhouettes um, and like paintings on the fence it's just crazy, and we're just getting destroyed. But like I said, obviously, I came from a junior college, so I had a pretty long road. And to end the uh, to end basically the series, it was the third game. I got asked to pinch hit. Guy comes in. I mean, we're about to get swept anyway. But guy comes in, lays a curveball right over the top. I lace the thing right, you know, right through the four hole, and that was like my first hit of my D1 collegiate career. And I was probably the only one happy on that bus going back because I'm like, I made it, baby. I don't know about the rest of you, but we're, we're, we're ready to go now. Um, I'm here to but stay. yeah, that, oh yeah, I'm here to stay. You know, I didn't go over uh, on the season. I got it out the way. Um, so that, that was probably one of the most memorable opening weekends that I had. Um, yeah, it was very much about, just myself and also me thinking ODU could win the whole thing because they could not lose against us. They just couldn't. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. There's always those teams that you play where it's just like, how is this team not ranked in the right. top fucking five? I think it got to a point where, cause we played them senior year and I think I looked up their record because I'm just like, if this is what, if this is the case, how good is the Colonial Conference? Because this yeah. is ridiculous, you know? Um, but, yeah, so that, that, that's my story for opening weekend. And you know what? This opening day, this opening weekend, there's probably going to be a team that gets the shits and diarrhea and the throw-up and the bombs. And there's probably going to be a kid who's gone to eight different schools and finally gets a knock. Uh, to end their career. So it's all just the circle of life, man, which is beautiful. Everyone poops. Everyone, Everyone poops. poops. 
Everyone poops. Main moral of the story: Don't ever fucking go to Luby's. Yeah. Do you think they set you up like uh, like Happy Gilmore? Let's meet on the what was it? The uh, the ninth green at nine. You think the ninth green at nine us? They just have intentionally. That like brings me to think that they're yeah no hundred percent. That's like one of those FIFA teams that like poisons the water of the opposing team, so the other team like they get a horrible disease or like they all get MRSA. And yeah. they like can't play in the game. Hey man, it's real deal out here. What NCAA? Watch out for Texas State. They're on my right. shit list. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say about opening day and opening weekend. Um, shout out to everybody that's gonna have, uh, for lack of a better term, an uneventful weekend. We know we kind of lean towards some of the West Coast schools simply because we're out here we didn't forget about you east coasters and everywhere that's going to have terrible weather my uh opening weekend senior uh senior year we went to one of those kind of invitational things and it was us Wright state delaware we were supposed to play like four games on the weekend i think we snuck in two maybe one and a half so shout out to everyone it's gonna suck just power through you know you're gonna be hitting in a wet cage just remember when the weather breaks and the spring is out, you know, um, chicks dig the long ball. The long ball. 100%. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, next week, I think we're going to get on our first guest or guests. Hey-o. I'm not going to give it away. So you're going to have to tune in. You're going to have to subscribe. You're going to have to rate. You're going to have to work for it. We're hard to yep. get. We're playing yep. hard to get here. Um, but we'll definitely keep you guys updated about that. Any final, any final, final thoughts from you? No final thoughts from me. Um, shout out to everybody about to start their season. Shout out to a lot of the softball teams that have already started their season. Softball, very underrated sport to watch on TV. So shout out to you ladies as well. Uh, have a good one, everybody. See you next week, guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.